All right, back at Hollywood Kia, home of the no-dealer fee. That's why Hollywood Kia is number one. Kia, proud partner of the Miami Dolphins. Channing Crowder has decided to join us see, out see, here. See how you do? What, uh, what were you doing today? I was doing the Udonis Mike Miller podcast, the OGs. Hmm. And uh, and they kept you late. Yes, they did keep me late. I'll, I'm going to call UD and tell him. You're not going to call him. How do I that. feel about uh, him <laughs> he's stepping gonna, into my time. He's going to punch you in the face. <laughs> I was scared the entire time on the podcast. Every every question, I didn't know if I was answering it right. <laughs> he said bleep Bill Russell. So after that, you know, <laughs> right? I'm wow. I'm way down on the list. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Oh, your ass going to get cussed out. <laughs> um, so we're out here at Hollywood Kia. Javon Holland is with us. Let me let me talk. A little bit of Dolphins here. The season's over. You guys end eleven and six. So, do you have overall thoughts on the season and your particular performance? Could you give yourself a letter grade for the regular season? Um, I would like to, but I mean, I didn't really finish the season incomplete. You know? Yeah, I mean, I, I was battling injury, and it wasn't. It didn't really end the way I wanted to. Um, so it's kind of tough for me to give a synopsis on the conclusion of the season when I'm in a place where I couldn't affect it or I couldn't, you know at least contribute in any manner. Uh, so it's difficult for me to be able to do that. But based on my performance, I mean, in the, the weeks that I did play, I give it like a B plus. You know, I, were, I think you were on the road to the Pro Bowl if you had stayed healthy. You were having a Pro Bowl season. I mean, I would like to think so. Um, but, I mean, you know, who knows what could have happened. So I give it a B plus. I mean, there were, there were many things that I wished I could have capitalized on uh, that I didn't. And so, you know, I got things to work on in the offseason leading up to next year that I can improve on. But, the season overall as a team, I mean, 11 and 6 is a good record, but we definitely left games out there on the field that we could have won, we could have won, uh, which was upsetting, but it helped us, you know, come together as a team more and then continue to build into this playoff run. So, and plus battling injuries is like always crazy and every team gets it, every team gets the, the injury bug, but getting it so late and then it affecting like a lot of your starters on both offense and defense and having to jump through hoops with personnel-wise and and packages at, you know, random times. So it was difficult for sure, and I I'm, I'm definitely think that um, it put a little bit of strain on our, our ability to go out there and compete. But, you know, you line up with the same 60 minutes as the other team, so you got to go out there and capitalize. Right. Do you, do you recognize how good you are? Because, like, that whole answer, I understand what you were saying, but, like, you were the top-rated safety and all that stuff for most of the season. Months and months and months of the season, and then now – like, you got injured and the Pro Bowls are going to come. You, you never made the Pro Bowl in your best season. You always make it after you make your name. But do you recognize what you did to this league? Like, you recognize that I was watching Hard Knocks the other night and some other random coach came up to you and was like, you're one of the best in the league. Like, I think it might have been some coach or place for the, uh, coach for the Ravens and was like, bro, you're one of the best in the league. Do you recognize that? And how does that affect you? Because I've never felt that. Nobody ever came to me like, hey, you're the best linebacker in the league. They were like, yeah, hey, you like – yeah." You luckily made it in the starting lineup. But do you recognize, like, bro, like, people respect you? I think um, I think that recognition kind of slips away because we're always so focused on, like, what we did wrong and how we can improve what we did wrong. And everybody's always saying, like, you know, stay humble and, you know, you don't really let the, let the encouragement get your head too big. Um, I find myself kind of taking a step back sometimes and really thinking about what I've done and where I've come. Um, and I do recognize, like, yeah, like, you know, I was playing at a high level, and I think that I am – I think personally that I am one of the best safeties in the league, um, and now other people are starting to recognize that. But it's kind of difficult to really accept the the encouragement 
and the praise in the moment because I'm just so accustomed to focusing on how I can improve based on what I didn't do right. Uh, instead of really realizing that I've come a long way and it's not necessarily me having to, you know, stay quiet and be humble, but recognize my ability and what I what I can do and being confident in that and recognizing that in myself and being proud of myself for being able to be able to, to go out there and perform at a high level. On uh, on Saturday night, it's going to be very cold. Maybe the coldest game in Dolphins history. Yep. Uh, some have been reporting. Depends on what the temperature is. What's the coldest weather you've ever played in? And and do you think you're going to be able to play Saturday night? Uh, the coldest weather I've ever played in, I think, was last year Buffalo game. I moved out of Canada before I played any actual game. So Buffalo game last year in the snow was probably the coldest. Uh, and then Saturday night is like day by day still. So I'm not going to comment on any of the you know specifics, but. I'm optimistic, and I'm, I'm hoping to play, so, yeah. And, and paying uh, Patrick again, it was the fourth quarter. Y'all were driving to win. What was it? Down by seven. Yep. And all that. Does, does that, I won't say encouragement, but like knowing that this AFC powerhouse is sitting in front of you, and, and really you're the underdog, to be honest. Yeah. And just knowing how close it was, what encouragement does that give you knowing that, hey, we just got to make one more play, one more first down, yeah. one more stop, one more this, and we can continue to move on in the playoff? It's a lot of encouragement, especially ever a team that you played before and, and lost to because you're, you review your losses at a very high-detail high manner. So, like, looking back at the Kansas City game, seeing what we, what we didn't do right and what we could do right next time in our game plan with that, uh, it's very encouraging going into this game, knowing that we were in that position before and we just needed to make one more stop. We just needed to make one more play, like you said, um, and everybody on the defense is motivated to go out there and do that for sure. What was the uh, the mood of the team now that you're, uh, what's today, Tuesday? So a couple days removed from the, the loss on Sunday night. Because everything I read from the beat writers was that locker room was silent on Sunday night. Understandably yeah. so. What's the mood of the team now on Tuesday? Everybody's in the 0-0 zero, zero mentality. I mean, it's a playoff, so it's, you know, it's a one-week schedule. You win or go home. And so now you just got to – really, you got to just – let them hang and play free, to be honest, because anything else is going to – you're just going to play with regret. Uh, and look, looking back on it, if you're, like, tense and worried about if you can make a play or not, you go out there and mess up, then you're just going to keep thinking about it during the whole offseason. So, yeah, it's really like just, you know, just let loose, go out there, play confident, have fun, and, you know, play 100 miles an hour. Yeah, and then, and like, like you're saying, the approach to it, it was like – is it almost like the hell with it, like – you know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, yeah. hey, we, we lose, we lose. Right. We're going home. We win, we win. Like, that's the approach that one time I made it and, you know, pat my pat myself on the back. The last time we did go to the playoffs and, and was 08, the last time we won the division. Right. So everybody kept talking about that, so I started thinking about it. But going into that Ravens game where Ed Reed stole our soul, being a safety, I think you appreciate Ed Reed. <laughs> he had three in interceptions, a ran one I back for a touchdown. Ed yeah, like Ed Reed, Ed Reed stole our soul. But the last time we won the division was 08. And then going into that playoff run, it was like there's no pressure because we just have to go. We just like, got to play. Win or lose. Right. Like it, at this point, there's no pressure because if you don't win, you know what's happening. If you win, you know what's happening. Yeah, like you win, you go, you know, you move on. And more bang in your pocket. You lose. You took the correct man. Hey, it is what it is. Book your flights. So, yeah, it's just like a level of you just kind of weight off your shoulders. Like, I don't got nothing else to worry about. All I got to do is just play hard. And nothing's guaranteed, only one game, so I might as well go leave it out there on the field. Yeah. Let me give the regular season Javon Holland awards here. Javon Holland says the funniest person on the team is. 
I say Duke Riley. Duke Riley. Duke I Riley. met Duke Riley last night at the event we were at. Yeah. Duke has Duke has a funny? personality on. He's yeah. he's an extremely funny dude. I never met him before. I watched him play and I knew his name. He's got a look. I saw his look. Yeah. But he I talked with him last night and he uh he he can hold as you as you know, he can hold the crowd. And that was that was pretty cool for me to see one of these young dudes hold the crowd. Yeah. Person who thinks they're really funny on the team, but they are not. Raekwon Davis. <laughs> Raekwon Davis. Raekwon Davis. Just firing off one-liners, but they fall flat. I'm not going to go into it, but Raekwon, right. if you hear this, you're not funny. All right. <laughs> I met Raekwon Davis last night. <laughs> not funny? I think he was trying to be, but we was. I have a friend. Very serious conversation. Lives in L.A. I literally call him Unfunny Lewis. He's just not funny. Thinks he is the funniest guy on the planet. You've met him? Yes. Dude's not funny. Just not. People are just, some people just don't got it. And they try to, and they just are not funny. And it, it kind of hurts, like, to hear them try to make jokes. It's like, dude. Your best friend on the team. They cut him. Verone. But he's not on the team no more. Now I say Brandon or Nick. Yeah. Nick I, would, I would say it's not me. But it was a part of um, the maturation of being a ball player was my wife now, girlfriend at the time, met Jason Taylor's wife. And they had like this do- Miami Dolphin wife's, you know, girlfriend, wife, whatever, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. so another yeah. dinner. And at the end, she came up and told my wife, she was like, hey, you know, Channing's a good player. He's going to be on the team for a while. Don't get comfortable don't become friends with a lot of these people because there are a lot of them are not going to be here in weeks mm-hmm. and my wife you know we're both young 24 years old laughing and giggling and two weeks later camp ended and like four or five of the ladies she met one's in seattle one's in washington one's in dallas yep. and she was like oh my, all my friends are gone and i was like all my friends are gone too <laughs> like i love donnie yeah, i love yeah, these guys yeah, yeah, and yeah. they're gone so yeah to that question hawk like it's it is what the league is yeah man it's tough like my rookie year uh our rookie class jared dokes he's on the texans uh trill williams jw jp um uh andrew um jaylen askew like these are like my dogs like me and gd lived in the same and jared lived in the same uh, apartment complex like we're kicking it me and trill and both of them are not on the team no more. You know what I mean? So it's just the reality the of the, uh, yeah, the business. The way the game goes. Eric Rowe, he's on the Steelers. I was my dog. Not on the team no more. Verone. Like me and Verone have been best friends since college. Not on the team no more. He's on the Cardinals. We have the drop where when I got here, bro, it was uh, my fo- my we had three four. So the four linebackers were Jason Taylor, Zach Thomas, Junior Sale, and myself. That's a hell of a group. Three Hall of Famers and my little goofy ass. <laughs> and they cut was was junior first, then they cut Jason or sent him to the Jets, then they cut Zach. And at that point, it was like in my third year, I was like, they're going to cut my ass sooner or later because if they can <laughs> cut these guys, guys <laughs> my ass hey, is grass. At some, at some point, they're going to replace you. They're going to find somebody to replace you. You just got to be on your toes when they do. Yeah. Opposing player you feel like you had the roughest time against this season? Uh, Specifically? The one that frustrated me the most was Gabe Davis in the first game in the run game. Not because uh, he was getting the, the, 
like he was getting the upper hand, but we were just battling in the run game. Like he was a, a point of attack blocker, and I was the rotated down safety, so we were always going at it. It was a good game, and I enjoyed like going against him. We talked about it after, but that, I was the emphasis in the, in, in the run game, and um, that one was like giving me the most frustration. He kept holding me, like bear hugging me. I would like extend my arms. He's like grabbing my shoulder pads, and then I like tear off, and he's like still holding me, swing me around. I'm like ref, like I'm doing a the fucking whirly bird on on the field right now. Like, come on, man. So that favorite was uh, favorite road city that you traveled to? Uh, Philly, Philly, Philly. Was, yeah, Philly was dope. Got up in the morning because it was a it was a night game. Got up in the morning, went out Verona and Deshaun. Got some breakfast, real cool. I I enjoyed the game. It was cool. I enjoyed the the game, even though I ended up getting knocked out uh, by David. That was a crazy ending, but it was it was cool. I was in the zone. I was in the zone that game. Like before I got injured. Um, I just felt like super locked in, and then that like pulled me right out of it. But did you get a cheesesteak? Uh, nah, we went to some like went to some Mexican restaurant. It was good. Really? Yeah. It was so fun. it was like at uh, Epcot. Yeah. It was. I was thinking, you know, they had the game in uh, Germany this year. They should just have it at Epcot. I mean, you could have a game <laughs> in like nineteen <laughs> different countries. Yeah. Have all the teams come there, and, uh, and yeah, now you're a worldwide brand. It was the NBA bubble season. <laughs> yeah. It was exactly. everywhere in the world. Uh, best thing to come out of the pick six. From national TV. Was it the TV or was there just blowing up on media? 98-inch flat screen TV hanging up in my living room right now. Best thing to come out of that for sure. Best Dolphins beat reporter? Uh, Cameron Wolf. Cam Wolf. Is he a beat reporter? Or yeah. Cam yeah. Wolf? Yeah. 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 NFL, NFL Network. Yeah, yeah. Ah, we fool with Cam. Yeah, we do I, fool I with like Cam. Cam. Yeah. Cam's a good slick. Anyone the anyone on the uh, Dolphins no. media beat that you would like to call uh, out as the worst? <laughs> nah, nah, nobody has the worst. Joe Shad, media, nah, nah, Adam nah. Beasley, nah, 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 nah. All right, nah. just check. Our me, my media team knows who I'm talking about though, but nah, nah, nobody specific. <laughs> Al Habib, nah, they're all cool. They're all, all, right. Cool. all right. Anyone you want to call out, uh, Crowder? <laughs> I don't know. Does David J. Neal still have his belly button out in his shirts? David J. Neal doesn't cover the Dolphins. He doesn't cover the Dolphins. Dolphins anymore. We had a dude that used to wear shirts and have his whole navel out. David J. Neal. Why? David, I don't know. He wore dashikis. David J. Neal, black reporter, covered the the hockey team for a while uh-huh. in a dashiki. He listens to the show nonstop, like nonstop. Yeah, he's not your ace. Well, he's my. <laughs> you constantly he he pokes at him constantly, and then thinks he has a get out of jail free card by going. That's guy my ace. You my dude, big homie. <laughs> <laughs> you call somebody big homie. That's your dude. That's wrong, man. That's wrong. All right. There you go. Javon Holland, another uh, fruitful Tuesday here at Hollywood Kia. Um, appreciate your time. Good luck on Saturday night. Obviously, uh, we're joking and goofing, but we yeah. know you're locked in. We know the team is locked in. Ain't going to be easy on Sunday night yeah. in the cold against a really good team. Patrick Mahomes, I think I read, 11-2 in the playoffs at home. Yeah. So, obviously, no easy task ahead of you, but we hope you're out there, and I uh, hope you guys come back with a dub. Yes, sir. There Appreciate you go. it, guys. Javon Holland. We're at Hollywood Kia, corner of Pembroke Road and State Road 7, a windy Tuesday.